Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today on the Pageantry Podcast, I am so excited and so honored to have with us our new Miss America, Laura Kepler. Laura, good day to you today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. And I know that Miss America travel schedule, so I'll be brief, I'll be succinct, and I'll get you back on the road today. How about that? Wonderful. Thank you. And again, we kind of want to talk a little about the night that you captured the crown in January, what you've done in this brief time as of today, and uh, what you expect to accomplish in the future. Sure. Excellent. Well, take us back to that night of January 14th, 2012. What was your initial reaction when you realized that you had captured the title of Miss America? Still so surreal. To this day, it's still so surreal. But looking back on that night, I was... My goal was to make the top 10. So when I made the top 10 and was able to perform on national television, that was an incredible achievement for me. So when it was down to the top five and then the four, three, two, and I was standing there with Betty, Miss Oklahoma, I don't think I was in shock because I just, I had no idea that that's what the outcome was going to be. So when they called my name, I think I had to, I had to stop and make sure that they said Miss Wisconsin and that they didn't say Miss Oklahoma, <laughs> that I didn't prematurely um, accept that position. But it was just a moment full of excitement and joy and love and support from so many people. And I think most importantly, I was just so proud and excited that all of my hard work had paid off in a way that I never in a million years expected it to. That's excellent. And surreal is a great word. Yes, and to this day it really is. Um, I wake I wake up every morning and I think this is incredible that this has come into my life for a year and people refer to me as Miss America throughout the day at appearances and I kind of have to just pinch myself and say they're really talking to me. It's just so incredible and it's something that I never expected to come into my life, which I think makes it that much more special and pure because it is something that just waltzed into my life by chance, I think. Um, but I also know that it happened for a reason. So it's just an incredible feeling. Has a moment sunk in for your family and friends yet? Um, I think so. I think when you're in the situation, you know, for me and for all the contestants, when you compete in something, you are in a competition, and if you win your state, you go to your national. And so for us, it's we are in competition mode. You know, we are going to the next level, and then when you win, you are thrown into it literally, you know, the very next day. And I haven't had much time to really sit and think and reflect on the massive achievement that this really is. And so for my family and friends who are on the outside of everything, I think it's much easier for them to look in on things with a clear perspective and a clear mind. So I think for them it has. I think my family was still very much shocked the first couple of weeks, but I think they are getting used to life like this now and the, the interviews and the calls that keep coming in, I think they finally have a grasp on that. But in the beginning, I know they, they didn't know what to do either. They didn't know what to expect either. Yeah, and, and following the event in your first press conference, it really provided us uh, an inside look at you and the uh, relationship with your father. Can you tell a little bit about your father and your platform? Sure. My platform is advocating and mentoring for children who have parents in prison. And that really stems from a very personal um, experience of mine because when I was a teenager, my father made a mistake and committed a white-collar crime and spent time in prison himself. And for me... Uh, having been one of those children and having walked in their shoes and walked down that path, I viewed Miss Wisconsin and even Miss America as a way to raise 
a very loud awareness for them and to use Miss Wisconsin and Miss America as a way to advocate for them and also let those children know that they are not alone in our world. And so it was something that my family and I, but more specifically my dad and I, had to really sit down and talk about because it was something and it is something that is so personal to me um, and so authentic to my life. But my family decided and my dad and I decided that so much good can come from this and this is a need that needs to be talked about and we were willing to sacrifice what we went through and put that at the forefront of this story to make changes and to see good come from this situation. So it, it's been incredible because I feel like I've been able to touch many lives through this and really feel like I've made a difference. For me, I said, if I was going to wake up as Miss Wisconsin and, and if I was blessed enough to become Miss America, I was going to talk about something every single day that I was sure I was going to be passionate about and I was, I was sure was going to come from my heart. So um, it's something that I would not change for the world and am very proud of my family and especially my dad for being so supportive of me throughout this process. And I want to give our kudos and our blessings to take uh, a subject that is as close and personal as this is to be able to speak about it. Uh, that is truly remarkable. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now let's go over to Miss America, the organization itself. Very supportive of Children's Miracle Network. Yes. What can you tell us about your experience with them so far? Well, it's been wonderful. Um, I've been able to travel to about four different hospitals so far um, in the past month and a half or so. We just participated in uh, National Pancake Day, IHOP's big fundraiser, million-dollar fundraiser. And for me... I find that my CMN visits are the ones that I, the appearances that I look forward to the most because I sit and spend time with little John who has cancer or I spend time with his family who has to see him go through those treatments and all the children who have cancer or leukemia or have been in car accidents and to try and put a smile on their face is what I hope to do but it kind of works in reverse because at the end of the day I find my heart is so full after I leave those hospitals because those kids are so resilient and they are so courageous um but they are true models for, I think, how we should live our life because I leave there every time thinking how grateful I am for my life and for my family and my health and um, how truly unfortunate it is for those families. So to be able to participate in something like um, National Pancake Day, people would ask me, why is it so important for you to be here um, and support this cause? And I would say because I've met these children and these families personally who this money is going towards. So it's a wonderful cause. I feel very honored to be among it. And um, my part is just a very small part of what really happens at those hospitals. But I hope that I can make a difference at all of them that I go to. But I've, I've been able to travel to about four so far. And I know there are many more on the lineup throughout the year. And, and I'm sure you make a, a difference as soon as you walk in the door in the life uh, of those well, young people. You. I try. Thank you. Yeah. You're really the second young woman from Wisconsin to capture the title. I am. And you recently had your homecoming. Yes, just recently. Just and it coincided with so. your birthday. It did, it did. How was all that together? It was wonderful. Coincidentally, um, I'm in Virginia right now and was on the 700 Club this morning and actually just had lunch with Terry Mewson. So it was wonderful to be able to see her and um, meet her really for the first time. Um, but I just came back from my homecoming about a week ago, and that was a wonderful five days in Wisconsin. We traveled to 
Kenosha, of course, Milwaukee, Oshkosh, Green Bay. Um, we were all over the place, but it was just really special to be able to finally share all of these experiences and these moments with the people who have supported me from day one and long before that. So it was really, really wonderful to be home. I'm heading home again soon, so it'll be really nice to go back, but that homecoming week was very, very special. Excellent. And speaking of Milwaukee and Green Bay, our little segue here, you gave a nice, wonderful shout-out during a competition in Las Vegas that you would just yes, love I, to get a call from who? I set that up for myself nice. <laughs> and that would be Mr. Aaron Rodgers Too of nice. the Green Bay Packers. I understand you did get to meet him. Yes, I did. Um, during my homecoming week, I was ending the tour in Milwaukee, and it was on the schedule to sing the national anthem for the Bucks game. So we had a very busy morning before that. We were in Green Bay uh, speaking at the the tourism convention in Green Bay with Governor Walker and Stephanie Platt, who is a former Miss Wisconsin. And um, we were driving back, and I had gone on Twitter, and I saw people were speaking uh, Miss America, do you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be at the Bradley Center at the Bucks game? And I had no idea what they were talking about. But he apparently tweeted that he was going to be at the game and then not to miss the girl who was singing the national anthem. Of course, realizing that that was me. And um, so we got to the game. I did my sound check, you know, sang the anthem. It went great. And then we went up to our suite and there was rumors that he was going to come up and say hello. So he, he did indeed come up at halftime and said hello and was very gracious and humble. And he's, he's a really neat guy. He seemed very down to earth and really just very, very normal, which was really nice to see. And um, he said hello to everyone in my suite and was very generous in taking pictures. And it was really nice of him. He didn't have to do that. You know, we, we were both in the same arena and he's dodged the question for about two months now. So I'm the only one who has ever talked about it. So it was very, it's a very nice gesture on his part. And he's a very nice guy. And who wouldn't want to meet Miss America? Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope he was thinking that, but oh, you never I'm know. Sure, I'm sure he was. Yeah, And it is still very early in your year of service. Again, we've talked, yes. you've just had your homecoming, birthday, so most of our listeners and readers will be able to deduce that we are in the month of March here. What are a few of the highlights thus far that we haven't touched upon? I know you went to the Taste of the NFL to Super Bowl. Anything else? I did. I went to Taste of the NFL. That was an incredible event. Shortly after that, I went to Hawaii with Amway for a week, spent almost an entire week in Maui and then Honolulu, so that was incredible. A lot of people ask me, you know, can you pinpoint three or four of the highlights so far? And for me, I have 15 highlights every single day um, just because I'm able to meet so many incredible people and come across so many incredible experiences. So for me, I like to take it day by day, and hopefully at the end of the year, I can look at this year as a year full of incredible moments and not just, you know, the highlights of the bigger trips, because I'm finding that in some of the smallest venues are where you find the most genuine people and the most sincere hearts and the most incredible memories. So the bigger trips that I have been on, like Taste of the NFL and Hawaii, and I went to Columbus, Ohio to meet with Express, who is our wardrobe provider, and had a really fun day picking out some wardrobe items from them that entire day. Um, went to my homecoming. So a lot of really neat things, but every single day really neat things happen too. So it's hard for me to pinpoint one. And obviously we know Ms. Merck has a heavy travel schedule. We've spoken about it on many occasions. 
But what mm-hmm. does the title of Miss America mean to you now mm-hmm. that it's on your head, so to speak? Yeah, and that's that's so hard to put in just a couple of words. I hope I can come across in a couple of ways. Um, first and foremost, I hope that young people see Miss America as a role model, that they see her as a young woman who they wish to emulate one day and wish to carry the same morals and values with them as the Miss America organization holds true to themselves. I hope people view me as just an average young woman who is has an incredible job for a year, who has high standards and high expectations for her own life um, that have been instilled in me through this organization because I think a lot of times people think of Miss America and think of the organization as something they can never achieve or that they could never have happen to them in their life. And more than anything, I hope young people realize that this is a young woman. I just happen to be the face of this organization, but every young woman throughout their states and throughout their cities are young women that we should be modeling and that we should be replicating. So those, I think, are the the most important things to me, to be a role model and to also let young people know that this is something that is truly attainable and achievable for them, and that most importantly, it doesn't matter where you come from or what your family's background is. That doesn't have to define you, and that incredibly great things can still come of your life and their life and my life. And I that that transcends to people from all different walks of life. And Miss America is known as a scholarship organization. What have mm. those scholarships meant to you? Gosh, well, in only two years of competing, I have been able to pay off my undergrad student loans. So that's an incredible feeling. A lot of people ask me, how is Miss America still relevant in today's society? And I just look at them and say, This is a program that offers $45 million every single year to young women across the country, and there are thousands of college students who graduate every single year with thousands of dollars of debt. How is this organization not relevant to today's society is my question back to them. But um, in two years, I've been able to pay off all of my student loans for my undergrad degree, and now with my Amway scholarship of $50,000, I will put that to law school in the coming years. So for me, it's been incredible. I have met so many young women, as I'm sure you have as well, that truly pay their way through school because of this organization. So it's incredible. I'm truly thankful for it. I I don't know where I would be without this. And and I agree, and I have two young sons, and I think about that on a daily basis. Oh, I know. And that's the other thing. If if parents don't think this is relevant, then they've got another thing coming because they're the ones who are paying for their kids' college. And it is a tremendous amount. And I want you to mention again, how much do they offer each year? $45 million to the city, to the state, and to the national level. And you don't even have to be a winner. Uh, You don't have to receive first, second, third, fourth place. You could receive a talent award. You could receive an interview award to still receive scholarship assistance. I think a lot of times people think I have to be the winner or come out on top to see any of that scholarship money, and that's not the case. As a sisterhood in Miss America, a lot of your Miss America sisters were there at the event. Have you received any Advice from your predecessor, Teresa Scanlon, or from anyone else? Uh, Sleep (laughs) as much as possible. (laughs) Um, You know, I have heard so many different things from wonderful, wonderful women who I share this incredible sisterhood with. But to just remember, I think every single one of them says, you're going to be tired and you're going to be run down. But in a year from now, you're going to be placing that crown on someone else's head. And so to truly make every single day count, make every single moment count, and some days will be long, some days will be short, 
but year as a whole will fly by your eyes. And so mm-hmm. they've just said to enjoy every minute, savor every moment, because it's an incredible, incredibly special sisterhood to be in. It's an incredibly special role to be in um, that thousands of young women would kill to be in. And so just to enjoy every single moment, because it'll fly by faster than mm-hmm. I know. And speaking of a year from now, your year of service will be complete. We'll look back and what should the legacy of Laura Kepler entail? For me, you know, I really joined this organization for my platform and for the message that I have to share because of that. And I hope people will look at uh, my year and my platform, especially since that I, I know it is so unique and so different, that they will see a young woman who dared to be different and who dared to step outside the box and was not afraid or ashamed of her past. And I hope that women who are competing in this system after my year is over will use this year and say, it's okay to be different. It's okay to have a different story. But as long as you own it and you take your power back, it can be an incredible message and an incredible story. And with that, I think the same message that I talked about earlier about letting young people know that I am a real person. I am genuine. I am sincere. I have cried in my failures and rejoiced in my triumphs. And just like everyone else, this is something that every young person can dream about and can attain. And if this is not their goal, that whatever their dream is truly is possible. And I know that's cliche. And I know that's what everyone thinks, you know, someone like me will say. But I hope that people also realize that I live that day in and day out. This is something that I never in a million years thought could come into my life because of what my father did and because of the experiences that I went through I never thought the girl who would on the weekends visit her father in prison could become Miss America and so I say those words of my legacy with truth and with meaning because I have to remind myself that every single day too so I hope that people will view me as a young woman who dare to be different and that it's okay to be different if there's a powerful message behind it and that I hope I come across as um, a genuinely real human who hopes to make a difference in this world. And speaking of dreams, is there a Miss America bucket list? Is there a bucket list? Well, I do have a couple of things on my bucket list. I hope to, I really want to swim with dolphins. I don't know where that came from. When we were in Hawaii, we tried to make that happen and it didn't. But hopefully this year I can do that. Other than that, I don't have too much on my bucket list. This year is going to be really crazy, so I'm sure things will pop up and I'll be able to cross them off during this year. So all I've got is swimming with dolphins, and hopefully I can make that happen. Well, if you come to Orlando, I do believe at SeaWorld, they let you swim with the dolphins there, so come on down. Right, right. That's what I heard. What do you want our readers and listeners to really know about Miss America, Laura Kepler? Mm. (laughs) Um, I'm from a small town. I've lived there my whole life. This is an incredible experience. It's an incredible journey. Just because I am the one who wears the big crown on my head, this is something that I hope I can share with everyone. It's not just a journey for me. Um, I view my year as for the, the children that I can serve. It's not a year about me. It's not a year about Laura Kepler. It's about those that I come in contact with. And I hope people just see me, like I said, as truly a genuine human being who wants to make a difference. And 
so often the media portrays everything that young women and young men should not be. And I hope that I can change the stereotype of what a pageant is and what Miss America is and hopefully change the minds of everyone who may think it's a negative program or may not know as much as they should about it and that they would want their daughter to compete in the Miss America system one day. And I couldn't agree with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts or questions for me? No, this has been great. Thank you so much. Well, it has been my pleasure. And today on the Pageantry Podcast, we've had the wonderful, again, opportunity to speak with our new Miss America, Laura Kepler. Laura, I really, really appreciate your time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.